timing was perfect on getting your dirt. <laughs> and we got your dirt. Yes. And that's it. It's like he sat there and he said that that screen broke on their uh, um, on their lift. And then on top of that, he's got to wait until all the other uh, samples come back and everything else. So they they have to screen it. And then they're going to have to let it break down. So it sounds like they're just they're done. They're like they're out of it. They're going to have some of the sod stuff. But that's all there is. There ain't going to be much more. So I'm thinking we, if we need any more, then we amend with uh, some mushroom compost and maybe the sod grow, which he's out of right now, too. So, yeah, uh, Natchez, uh, we I talked too much about it and too many people listened. <laughs> <laughs> so but how much more do you think we need to fill up the rest of the boxes we have right now? Well, it depends on whether or not I'm going to put the ones that the the other ones that the girls built okay. in my garden or if I'm done with the space. It's going to come down to if that if what we have fills up the last two beds mm-hmm. that I have, um, they're the long ones um, and top off the one that they uh, basically use the last little bit of the dirt on. Yeah. Um, then. And I, f- I figure out what goes there and everything and it's good, then, I mean, I'll be good. But what I was, the reason why those ones were thinner than the other ones is because that was pretty much where I was thinking that that was where cucumbers were going to go, was on those arch trellis. Okay. Um, other than that, <laughs> if I decide one of them is going to be like watermelon or squash or just something else, then... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's well. Is the L gonna be one high or too high? Too high. Okay. It's gonna be for uh, the cherry and grape tomatoes. I'm. I just have to figure out how I'm gonna build this uh, trellising for them because we have so many two by fours. I Mm -hmm. might as well figure something out. (laughs) It's just a matter of what it's gonna end up looking like because you know I I don't exactly have a whole lot of building under my belt, (laughs) so. But I want to get better at it, and I want to learn because I mean I I want to I just I want to be handy. I don't like not having all of these skills. If something breaks, I want to be able to fix it. <laughs> like I just I don't like the idea of we have things break and we take everything you know for somebody else to fix it. It's mm-hmm. just it's kind of dumb. We live on too much land and too we have too big of a house. I agree. So like I'm looking at the just just down to the cement and everything else, and I'm like, you know what? We just need to do it. So because you want like you want the chicken coop, and I'm like, okay. So I've been watching a bunch of dry pour methods, and I'm like, oh, we can do that. Okay, that's not hard type situation versus you know i was trying to get a quote for just a slab to put a chicken coop on and instead he just gave me a blanket twenty five thousand dollar quote and i was like okay but what about just the slab he's like oh no i'll, I'll do that as part of it that's, that's not what i'm asking you know and it's like so yeah no i i agree we have too much stuff we have too many things and we just need to be at that place and I, so I, I'll take you out there and we'll work on that together and I'll show you how to do it because that way because maybe you want to do a triangle I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but whatever you want to do you know I, I want to make sure that you're set and, and prepared for success with for sure so anyways <laughs> with that 
Hello, and welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. So today is Tuesday, April 18th, and we're going to talk about some relationship advice, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, go for it. So I've got I've got quite a few good ones, all relationship advice. Um, we're going to start with this one, because I read the, like, sometimes it really just, it amazes me how people can sit here and type things out and not hear anything wrong with it to the point that they need to ask for advice because this is one of those and it's titled my uh female 19 boyfriend male 19 implies that he wants me to change my accent so i live in scotland born and raised here but i was in seven different care homes for 10 years so i have lived all over of all over scotland moray iverness Aberdeen, Perth, Dundee, Edinburgh, and Glasgow. Glasgow. Glasgow? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I was born in Moray, and I lived there until I was seven. Then I got taken into care and was there until I was 17. I left in June 2021, and I'm back in Moray. The last care home I lived in was in Glasgow. I had picked up multiple accents and dialects through the throughout these years, um, but I think the Glaswegian accent stuck the most. When people meet me, they can't tell where I'm from. My friends and more I say I sound like say that I sound Glaswegian. For some reason, every time I say Scottish slang or pronounce my R's a certain way, if you're Scottish, you know what I mean. My boyfriend and I have been together for two years, uh, two and a bit years, but he gets really annoyed and says, "Why are you speaking like that?" or "Don't speak like that. You sound like a junkie," and pulls a look of disgust. I don't know. I feel bad about myself because of it. I deliberately change the way I speak uh, now, but sometimes my accent slips out and I don't mean to. I'm not sure what else to include. Well, you just started off with a hammer, didn't you? It's <laughs> just, yeah, I, I just, the same, like I said. Y- your boyfriend's a broken piece of shit. Seriously. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. You change your boyfriend. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> you it's a lot easier don't change to change your, your accent, change your boyfriend. Yeah. It is so much easier. Oh my gosh. I mean there's not there's really no other better way to put it. Yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous. Look, you know what? I've had girlfriends that have had multiple different accents. I have had Filipino girlfriends and and Filipino girlfriends have a very specific accent. Um I have had girlfriends who have I've had Indian girlfriends and Asian um, girlfriends and they all have accents and you know what that's not them that's that's on me if i have an issue with it yeah like, if i have a <laughs> fucking issue with the way that you talk and that's the way that you talk mm-hmm. where the hell do i have the audacity exactly it is not like she's sitting there saying you know it's the riz type thing it's where that's not an accent that's a different animal altogether but no yet yeah, you want to know what you change you change your boyfriend yeah mm-hmm. best 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 line i'm done yeah love it <laughs> go for it oh no I, I agree literally change your boyfriend there's no world i don't get it i don't <laughs> I, like i said i you really typed that out and had no sense of like wow that's kind of effed up maybe <laughs> or maybe you did and then you did yeah because yeah no that's just there's something wrong with him that's the kind of person yep. that that has fallen in love with their version of you that they want you to be and they're trying to change you to be that because you're not and that's something wrong with him so yeah no change your boyfriend (laughs) so this next one is titled i female 24 saw a weird text in my boyfriend male 24 phone 
My boyfriend and I have been together for over two years, and until now, I felt like he's one of he's the one for me. We've talked about marriage and officially moving in together. He's been the best partner, and I had a lot of trust in him. But recently, I saw a text. He was driving, so I was texting for him, that he sent to himself saying, quote, Hey, I've been meaning to ask you out, but I don't want a write-up. Are you free to sometime this week? End quote. It's not the exact text, but it's super similar. He recently got an overnight job, so I assumed this was meant for one of his co-workers. However, when I asked him about it, he insisted that it wasn't meant for anyone and to go through his phone to prove there was nothing on there to suggest that he's cheating. I found nothing. I'm aware he could have deleted stuff, though. And his reasoning was that he wouldn't invest the time and money he's invested in me if he wasn't serious about our relationship and that it would be illogical for him to cheat on me. I desperately want to believe him and his reasoning, but I can't help but think that cheating is illogical in itself and that there's someone who's caught his eye at his new job. For me, the only reason he would have sent himself a text like that was to prepare for actually sending it to someone. He claims he did it to keep himself sharp in the case that we do end up breaking up down the road and he has to date again. I desperately want to believe him because I really do love him, but I can't help but feel like he's already cheated on me somehow. I'd love some or any advice. So do you do this? What? Do you do this with me? You just randomly send yourself texts (laughs) about how you're going to, you know... Ask somebody someone out, out. yeah. With no. the inevitability that you know you're gonna have to, our relationship's gonna tank. I mean, it's that I'm just trying to make sure I understand the logic with this right now. I love our relationship. Our relationship is great, but you know I've got to prep myself for the inevitability yeah. that we're <laughs> going to break up. Nobody thinks of you know. Okay, l- look, l- let's go through this. People in Wyoming, do you think they prepare for tornadoes? No, I don't know. No. Okay. People in Kansas, do you think they they prepare for tsunamis? No. Okay. Us here in Texas, do we prepare for, you know, obviously we should, but do we prepare for insane ice storms and blizzards? No. No. But but the thing is is you don't prepare for what you don't anticipate. Mhm. It's that simple. If I sit there and I'm like, mm, okay, you know what? Hey, girls, I'm going to take care of this part with Kiki normal. You know, I, I thought about this yesterday because I was sitting there and, and just somebody else had posted about it. I'm like, what do I do if you're really sick? Because I don't know how to post this shit. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not the one editing this and posting <laughs> it up and everything else. I'm like, I'm hosed. I'm over here marketing it. You know, I'm over here building this stuff. But that's fine because you're not building SEO websites and SEO pages and 341 is the te- is the count right now of them. You know, this is insanity that I'm looking at. I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, y- you don't prep for what you don't anticipate for in this house. Are we preparing for locusts? No, no. You know, so, no, there's something wrong when somebody's preparing for how they would text somebody else to ask them out on a date by texting themselves. No, that sounds really weird. And I, and, and I just, I don't trust it. But at the same time, if you don't have anything that's showing that they're cheating, you know, and they're just being idiots, then maybe they're so insecure that they think you're going to be the one to leave them. Like, are you afraid I'm going to leave you? No. Okay. You think I'm afraid that you're going to leave me? 
I don't know, no. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I don't want to try. I don't even want to think about it without you. But no, I don't think that way. You know, it's like, uh-uh, we're, you're, you're at that point where what he's done is wrong, but there's a host of reasons it could be wrong. He could be insecure. He could think you're going to break up with him. He could very well be looking for somebody else. What is his past relationship? What is your past relationships? There's a lot of things that I feel would change the dynamic of why somebody would do that. You know, I mean, this sounds crazy. Maybe he was trying to flex at one of his friends saying, look, I got these other chicks trying to ask me out type situation. The, the, the retardedness of this is wide and expansive. <laughs> anyway, your thoughts. I just think that no matter what, it's sus. The fact that he is sitting there saying, "No, it's it's okay, baby. Why would I why would I cheat on you? I've already invested so much time and money in you. Like that's it would be illogical to cheat on you. Like, oh my god." <laughs> I feel like I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Like, that is so cheesy and also such a thing that, like, that's so stupid to fall for that, I feel like. Because that he completely mm. contradicts himself. I've invested so much time and money in you. It'd be illogical to cheat on you. But, but right. in the event that you break up with me, I'm just keeping myself sharp, baby. Don't even worry about it. Like, <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's nasty. I don't think that he, I don't think he cares. I, I think he is very much at that, you know, I, you know, maybe, maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. There's this hot chick that I'm working with and, you know, she's kind of cool. And maybe, you know, I just, maybe I just like go out, say I'm going out with my friends, go out with her. And like, if she's better, then I'll break up with you. If she's not, then I'll mm -hmm. stay with you. Like, I feel like that's his thought process because who the, who says that? Right. I'm just keeping myself sharp. <laughs> like, that is nasty. We, I, uh, uh leave him. That's gross. <laughs> Anyways, um, this next one is titled, and this one's, this one's hard. Um, it is titled, I, 30 female, don't know how to face my fiance, 32 male, after I left our wedding over a lost dress. So it sounds, it sounds super, like, stupid. Like, why would you do that kind of thing? Yeah, but, but you this don't is usually, deep. I was going to say, you yeah. don't usually go for the stupid <laughs> ones, so. So, okay. So, I was meant to get married on Sunday, but I didn't because the special dress I made my daughter went missing and the reactions I received from my fiancé, my mother, and just other family members on both sides. This dress is very special to me. Like I said, I made it for my daughter, who would be three months at the time of the wedding. I had dreams of carrying her down the aisle with me. She was unfortunately stillborn at 32 weeks. I wanted to postpone the wedding, but no one else did. Everyone else was saying was staying by me and my fiancé, still getting married on our wedding date. It would be a beautiful note to end a terribly dark chapter in our lives, that by continuing to get married as planned, it would help us heal and move on. My only condition was that I would be carrying my daughter's dress down the aisle with me. So many people, my fiancé and my mom, said it was morbid and creepy, and I was making a happy, joyous occasion all about me and my grief. I stood my ground, and after a while, people stopped bringing up the dress. I had hoped people had forgotten. Obviously, they hadn't. Day before the wedding, I arrive at the country cottage. I had both my wedding dress and my daughter's dress with me. I put them in the closet, went downstairs to meet family, who would be staying the night at the cottage, uh, went back up to my room. The closet door was open. My daughter's dress was gone. Since mine and my fiancé's family were staying at the cottage and nothing else from my room was taken, I assume it was one of them who took the dress. 
No one is admitting to it. All that night, I tried talking to my my fiance, my mother, his and his parents into please postponing and rescheduling the wedding because I wasn't ready. And I want my daughter's dress back. This did not go well and just led to more fighting. And by morning, we were all so miserable and angry that pretty much no one wanted to be around me. So when my hairstylist and makeup artist went to get a coffee, I left. I went home. Then I went to my best friend's house, where I'm still at, because from the voice messages and texts I'd been receiving for hours, they were making me vomit. Especially the one from my fiancé saying I've ruined everything over a stupid dress. That was all Sunday night and most of yesterday. Today I woke up to a text from my fiancé asking to speak in person, which I do want to do, but he's left me so many truly awful voice messages and texts this last day or so, and I'm a little scared that he's just going to scream at me again. Um... Okay, so first off, so sorry for your loss because that's a loss that I would never wish on anybody. Um, And it's not a loss that you get over. And Mm -hmm. it's so hard that it coincided anywhere near your wedding. What your family did, not right. I'm just going to say that. But um, I also want to say this and, and I want this to be clear is that it's not a matter of I think that your thinking's off I really do I it's not a matter of that everybody just wants you to move on and move past this they're saying that but that that's not really what it is and I, I can equate this in a different way so when I was getting engaged and when I got was getting married um I had you know a friend of mine who was um, going to my wedding and then found out that his father died and he had a role in my wedding. And I'm not going to say what the role is because then the people who know me who listen to this podcast will know who I'm talking about and it's not important. But I instantly pulled him from all of the roles because I did not want my wedding equated with anything else there are few there are very few selfish things that we're allowed to have in our life you know for you your 21st birthday definitely that is your day right Mm -hmm. that is a day to focus on you um your wedding which you should only have one (laughs) it should be your day to focus on your wedding and for you I understand, especially being so close. You sh- it should have been postponed immediately, honestly. Um, but being so close to the loss of your child, which is a hard thing, it isn't the place. The wedding is not the place for any kind of mourning of your daughter or your baby or your son or whatever it, it's going to be. It's not the place. If your dog passes away, it isn't at somebody else's birthday party that you go and say, hey, I'm glad to be here at your birthday party. Can we all have a moment of silence for my dog who just passed away? Because it's not the place. A wedding is meant to be a celebration of two people joining together. Not. There is no place in a wedding where. If I had my wedding and somebody would have stood up and said, hey, can we have a moment of silence for, you know, such and such tragedy that just happened? I would sit there and be like, hell no. My wedding 
was the day after Valentine's Day. My um, rehearsal dinner was on Valentine's Day. And people were like, well, you know, that's, that's kind of selfish. And I'm like, then don't come. Everybody came. But there are things that don't belong in places. And while I absolutely condemn what your family did, everybody should have just said, hey, you know what? Let's just wait however long we need to to have the wedding. It should have been prolonged. What they did is wrong, 100%. But what you were trying to do is also not right. It's not because it, you do have a spouse and it's their day too, not just yours. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to read. There's an update or um, two, two updates. Um, so I didn't realize till literally this past hour after speaking with my dad's side of the family, they surprise visited me at my best friend's house. I wasn't thrilled, I must admit, but we've talked and now the air is clear and they're totally on my side now for leaving the wedding. And I'm not sure if this is the assumption on here, too, but apparently my dad's side of the family thought I would be walking down the aisle with just my daughter's dress. No bouquet at all. And that's why they thought it was morbid and creepy. They didn't realize that I have and had a bouquet because I hadn't thought to mention before because I didn't think I needed to because I thought it would be obvious. I guess in their defense, my daughter was going to wear the dress. I wasn't going to have a bouquet because I'd be holding her. But as soon as that wasn't possible, my mother... Um, and my mother-in-law and I were organized for a bouquet that I could comfortably tuck the dress behind on the day of. The dress was never going to be on display. No one was going to see it. I was just going to hold it behind my flowers. I don't know if that changes anything. It certainly seemed to with my dad's side of the family because they're 100% on my side now. Yeah. Second update. Because uh, that's not the way you made it sound. <laughs> you made it sound like you were going to come walking down the aisle holding a dead baby's dress. Anyways. The second update was after the reaction I got from my dad's family this afternoon and from this post, I posted on my Facebook page about my plans for the dress, having the dress tucked behind the bouquet and not being on display, so on. And quite a number of family and friends have come back saying that that's what they initially thought I meant, that the dress would be somehow incorporated into my bouquet, not that I would walk down the aisle with just the dress. But then things got warped, miscommunication happened, and no one really knew how to talk to me about it because they were told by my mom and James that I was having a really rough time and just to leave me be. My mother-in-law is fuming that no one came to her because she would have set them straight. So yeah, at least most of the family and most of my family and friends don't think I'm absolutely bonkers anymore. Thank you for all the comments. I've read them all and I'm doing my best to process all the advice. It's a lot, but I think I needed to hear most of it. So thank you. So yeah, a lot of people didn't think that she was going to be doing what she did. Yeah, I wouldn't be blaming anybody else because you just miscommunicated it on the internet to a bunch of people, including myself, who understood it differently. So mm -hmm. I still stand by what I said. But yeah, if, if it's... If it's something for you that's it was, not Then something... why was it a question in the first place is what I ask. So on my on my wedding day, um, I, in my pocket, nobody else knew about it. I wore the ring that my former fiance gave me. It was just in my pocket. No, I wasn't anywhere else. I didn't say anything about it. I didn't tell anybody except Amy. Amy, obviously, I told Amy and made sure she was okay with it. Because I didn't want her to reach into my pocket and, like, dancing or something like that. And then be like, the hell is this doing here type situation. Mm -hmm. And she was good with it. And I took it. And after that, I uh, went out and tossed it in the ocean. You know? was like there and that was the closure of, of that 
but I didn't share it with everybody else because it wasn't relevant to everybody else. So, no, I, I'm still sitting on the form on this one. So, yeah, now you're sitting there. Everybody misunderstood you because of the way that you presented it. Well, it wasn't because of the way she presented it. It's because she, everybody assumed mm-hmm. because she said because she made this dress for her baby. Baby didn't make it, obviously. She spent all this mm. time on it. They Everybody assumed, oh, because she was going to be holding her baby, she wasn't going to have a bouquet. And then baby didn't make it. And she was like, well, I still want to carry the dress. Everybody was just like, uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't just do that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you need a bouquet. And, but nobody talked to her about it because other people were like, hey, she's dealing with a hard time. Just don't bring it up. And the only people that were constantly that were hearing about it all the time were the people that she was saying, yeah, I'm going to do it. And they were like, well, don't do that. That's weird. And she was like, I'm going to mourn my baby. And they're like, uh, but you can't at the wedding. And she was like, OK, why? And they're like, because it's gross and morbid and it's not for that. And she was like, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> so she's over here arguing because why can't I just have this dress on me? Like, that is what is wrong with you guys? Like, this is weird. I mean, everybody else is going, why are you going to go around flaunting that your baby died? Like, so they were arguing about two different things because nobody outwardly said, hey, there's a bouquet and I'm holding this dress you know, just to my chest kind of thing while I hold the bouquet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so everybody just assumed on one side and the people that were hearing about it never got told by her mother-in-law that she was going to still have a bouquet so i get it like it's that's for her it wasn't something she was gonna walk down you know dress out going my baby died you know this is let's mourn her right now like she was just she was just gonna have it so it's like i i get it i get both sides of it (laughs) completely Mm -hmm. and totally she wasn't planning on this she obviously didn't plan for the baby to not make it she didn't plan for any of that those things but she still wanted to continue what she was going to do which was that dress she spent time on she wanted to have it she was going to walk it down the aisle whether the baby was there or not and it's not like she wasn't doing anything crazy with it so I, i get both sides the miscommunication made both sides of it valid because on both sides of it, their reasoning is valid. But there was the, the, the miscommunication made it just horrendous. <laughs> so yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, no, I I can understand both sides. <laughs> okay, so this next one uh, is titled "My 22 Female Family Doesn't Approve of My Boyfriend 26 Male." This one is this one makes me mad. <laughs> okay, go so, for it. I have been dating my boyfriend for five months now. Everything has been great. He treats me like a queen, makes me feel safe and loved, communicates nicely, takes me on trips, etc., etc. I've met his parents, and they are both great. We talk about everything, and they do not want to interfere in our relationship. They just support us. My boyfriend has had a very hard life growing up. He was working since he was five years old and still works a lot. He is financially stable and has his own farm, house, and cars. He is well-educated and knows many things. My family, on the other hand, is a complete opposite. My mom has always been a victim who did everything to support me and my brother. I haven't had any financial support during college, though. She was always just helping my brother. My father doesn't care about anything. He has a job but gives some money to my brother, who lives separately with his fiance, and keeps the rest to himself. I was always the one who paid all the bills, bought food and clothes for everyone when we needed to provide for everything. When I was growing up, I was more hungry than full. Nobody cared. 
Now, my current boyfriend came over to bring me some sawdust, I have chickens, and my parents wanted to meet him. He was very polite and respectful, never said anything bad to them. He was a bit dirty since he was working all day long, but to them, that's the end of the world. He came over when we had a religious celebration last weekend and dressed nicely and was clean. My mom made jokes about how he needs to cook for her and bring her food. Now, last Friday, he came over again, bringing me the sawdust and wearing his work clothes. My mother and grandmother attacked me this morning, next, the next morning for that. I just told them that I didn't care. My mom asked him to take me, her brother, and my bro- and me, her, and my brother's fiance um, to see her parents who live up in the countryside and have a farm as well. He accepted, of course, and she was extremely disrespectful and rude towards him. I told her to shut it and mind her own business. When my grandmother and grandfather saw my boyfriend, they made jokes about how I'm so much better looking than him that I'm going to be his slave if we get married, etc., etc., This morning, my grandmother, who lives with us, started hysterically crying, calling him names and telling me I should be ashamed of myself for dating him since he doesn't know how to dress. My father told me he was going to kill himself, I told him just to do it, and disown me if I continued this relationship. My mother was yelling at him, calling him the worst possible names, all because he doesn't dress how she likes and doesn't talk like we do. He is a bit old-fashioned. What should I do? Get rid of your family. Seriously. Like, what? Seriously. No, no, no. Family family is 100% who you decide is your family. And I have had family that tried this kind of crap with me in the past. And, oh, no. No, no. This It doesn't work that way. It yeah, never like, works that like way. Who, who does that? It is not. They're not the ones dating him. Why do they care? It doesn't matter. Right. Oh, because they want you to grow up. They literally don't like him because he's not working at some firm business, wearing a suit all the time. Like, I this is the these are the exact people that we constantly complain about. Like, trade jobs are not bad jobs. The farmers of the world yep. that make their money and they do everything right. Oh my gosh, those are the kinds of people that you want to be looking to get married if you want to ha- be taken care of the rest of your life. That's a good life. It's not for everybody, but it is a good life. That you're going to be his slave? She already has chickens. Her fa- grandparents yeah. have a farm, so it's not like... like We're talking about people that live in the country. So why is this an issue? Like, you wanted your daughter to move away to the big city and get you know engaged to some dummy who owns a you know, multi-million dollar company who probably doesn't care about anything mm-hmm. but the fact that he has his company and everything? Like, you've n- clearly never met people like that if that's the kind of person that you wanted your daughter to marry. Some country people are some of the most kind, thoughtful, yep. and hardworking people that know family values and everything. And you're mad that she is going to be, unless she's in a relationship with him. First of all, it's a five month relationship, and they're they've got their panties in a bunch over something that they don't even we don't even know how it's gonna go. Yeah. So far, it's great. She feels amazing in this relationship. Yeah, like who stay with him? What? (laughs) Like, I hate that. That is so manipulative. First of all, yeah, and second of all, it doesn't matter. You need to make plans to move the f out. Not with him because it's obviously five months relationship. It's it's still very new, but you need to make plans to have your own life. You're obviously more independent than the rest of your family. They cannot sit there and do anything. You you have your job. You're doing your stuff. Move out. Move out and go live somewhere with, you know, a very short lease. You know, renew it if you guys if you guys don't end up together, but if you stay together, obviously you won't need to renew it cuz you'll move in with him. Like <laughs> it's just that's the kind of plan that I would be making because your family is not it's not you're they're not it. 
they are not going to be there forever to dictate mm-hmm. everything. You have the full capability of leaving and saying, you know what, y'all never supported me, and you still don't. You don't get to suddenly kind of cough up all this BS about how he's so horrible, he's not going to treat me right, when they never have. So it's like, yeah, yeah, do not waste your time in that family any longer. Don't listen to them. Don't be Mm. heartbroken about leaving Mm -hmm. them or anything. It's not worth it. Look, look, so my family, you know, if you've listened to our podcast more than once, (laughs) (laughs) You know that my biological family does not matter to me. Um, and that is the healthiest statement I can make to you. No joke. My my grandmother, who I love, I love my grandmother, but I will always hold the things that she's done to my grandmother that my grandmother has an opinion on. Don't. If she would have just not had an opinion about something and just would have been like, well, that's you between you guys, then there wouldn't have been an issue. I my grandmother would you know go to the grave knowing that her grandson loved her absolutely wholeheartedly with the innocence and purity that he's had for her his entire life. But. She decided that she was going to defend my evil, manipulative, stupid you know, family members for what they did to me and tell me I have to get over it. I have to be the bigger. No, I don't. I absolutely look. Anybody that tells you you have to be the bigger person. That's a lie. You never have to be the bigger person. You want to know what being the bigger person is? It's the ability to walk away, mm-hmm. walk away. Okay. I walked away from my family because my family pushed me away on my eight two days after my 18th birthday my mom kicked me out of the house i saw her once for the next six years i didn't see my dad the next time that i heard from him they were in the middle of divorce you know what my attitude was who the fuck cares i don't care good get a divorce guess what i've been married once i have learned to be the best person i can by telling everybody else and watching everybody else and going, okay, don't do that because that's how they did it. That's how they screwed up. Don't do what they did to screw up. Hey, amazing. I haven't cheated on anybody, so I haven't had that kind of issue in my life. <laughs> I haven't you know, lied about who I was, so I haven't had that kind of issue in my life. I haven't had any big, dark, hiding secrets. You know everything about me, inside and out, all the dark and the, all the light. Everything about my life, it's absolutely known and it's laid bare. And I don't care if you like it or you don't because it's just my life, right? Mm-hmm. Your family telling you if you don't get away from a boyfriend is that, he, I mean, he's obviously physically abusing you, right? No? <laughs> mentally. Mentally, he's abusive. He's emotionally. No. They're the ones being emotionally abusive and manipulative. I hate manipulation. The moment that anybody, quote unquote, says your family, that's a form of manipulation. When my grandmother passes away, my family dies. I am in a better place financially, emotionally, mentally than all of them. And when my when my grandmother passes away, I will have nothing to do with them. And you want proof of that? My brother. I am the oldest of eight between the marriages. My second closest in age brother contacted me two and a half years ago 
And I told him, I don't have a brother. I have, oh, no, my, bro- my other brother lives here. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, no, it, it's Andrew. No, you're not my brother. You have nothing to do with my life. And he tried everything he could, didn't he, mm-hmm. to try to get in my life. And I told him, like, no. And he's like, and then he tried to, when I sat there and said, you're not in my life. Well, you need to decide. I did. You made the decision. You made the decision over a decade and a half ago. Fuck off, buddy. Do not call me again. And then he texted me, well, at least I tried. No, you didn't. What you did was you thought that you were going to tell me how things were going to be. And then when things were advantageous to you because, oh, wow, Joey's back in Texas. Oh, wow, Joey's in a mansion. Oh, wow, Joey owns a fleet of trucks. Oh, wow, Joey owns a boat. Oh, wow, gosh, I I think it's time from the bottom of my heart that I should reach out. Yeah, I already looked at your finances because it's what I do. I know that you're struggling right now, and you can burn. Your house has already been is already in foreclosure. I already know it's coming. I know you're getting kicked out, and it's not going to be me that you reach out to because I'm not the one. And for UOP, don't be the one. If your family cares more about how they feel about somebody or how somebody talks or anything else than your happiness, then they're not your family. Period. If you still want to interact with them, cool. Go ahead. But there's a line. There's lines. You know, it's like, no, my mom calls me up. My mom can talk to me. Uh Uh-huh. And then she tries to say something to make a dig at me. And I'm just like, hmm, well, this conversation's over. Have a great day. And the day that she doesn't call me, I won't care. (laughs) I genuinely won't. So that's my say. What's your say? I don't think that I could say anything after that. Um, they're, they're, I agree with you. They're horrible people for trying to put their emotions on your boy uh, about how they feel about your boyfriend before how you feel about him. It just, yeah, there's no greater harm going on that they're warning you against. They're just being shitty people. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so this next one. It is titled, My Fiancé, 31 female, wants her mother, 64 female, to move into our house with us soon after our wedding spring, next spring. I, 32 male, am against the idea. So, my fiancé and I have been together for five years and are planning a wedding next spring. We were very lucky to find a perfect house for us to someday start a family in and have one only recently moved in. Her parents live in Florida, but had plans to come closer to us in the Northeast in the coming years. We had discussed when purchasing the house that the extra rooms will come in handy in the meantime as a place for her parents to temporarily stay while they look for a home up near us. Unfortunately, her father passed away unexpectedly last spring, leaving her mother in an understandably bad place. Since his passing, she has stopped working, refuses to look for another job, refuses to drive, only leaves the house when absolutely necessary, and refuses to fly to come visit us. Money has, of course, become tight, relying only on social social security, and now she wants to move in with us. My fiancé has not made any promises, but has strongly hinted that this would be okay in conversations with her mother. She has already offered to take some of her mother's extra furniture to put in our spare room as it won't fit in her current apartment. I, however, am very against the idea of her staying with us permanently for a multitude of reasons. I value our privacy and solace of our house um, and do not want to have my mother-in-law constantly there. 
I also feel like we will lose a lot of intimate time. Her relationship with her mother already creates a lot of, sh of stress in her, which sometimes gets directed towards me. There have been times where she will not talk to with will not talk with her for weeks due to the fighting between them. I cannot imagine them living together and me living in that environment. Despite being able-bodied, she refuses outright to look for a job and would likely not be leaving the house or contributing financially at all. She is also terrible with finances. We have a one-year-old dog. Her mother is deathly afraid of dogs. I love dogs and would love to have more someday. Mother-in-law's views on raising children and parenting are vastly different from ours. I'm afraid of how this would affect us t attempting to eventually raise a child with her constantly there. In the five years we have been together, her mother has never once visited us. For all we know, she will hate it there anyways. Her main reason of wanting her mother to move in is a, is a feeling of obligation. She also thinks that having her around for the first two months postpartum after someday having kids would be nice, states that she wants this regardless of what happens, though. Uh, she does have two siblings, but neither are interested or in a position to support their mom. Any advice on how to approach this? I love my fiancé, but find this request to be too much and fear it will significantly harm our relationship. Yeah, you're in a double-edged sword situation. I mean, there's really... Because the easy answer is no. Say mm -hmm. no. Straight out say no. The difficulty is that that's... Either one of these answers is going to come with repercussions. Period. Yep. There is no... Look, you have a sword stuck in you. There's no clean way to pull it out without bleeding. I mean, that's what this is. Um, she is. You're either going to say no, put your foot down and say no, and try to explain it out, and you're going to explain it to your future wife, clear and concise. Hey, this is not a healthy situation. Solace is important. I mean, seriously, whenever anybody talks about that, you know, solace, solace, whatever you want to call it, but the ability to be comforted in a time of stress to come home after a hard day's work and just unwind. We do this as a trucker. I would go out on the road and I'd be out for weeks at a time, if not more than a month. And then I come home. And what do we do? What's the first thing that happens when I come home? Reset. I had to do a day of a reset. Nobody can ask me for jack squat. I come home and I reset for that day, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, because I need to. And you need to do that stuff. And that's the way that this stuff works is when you need to reset, you need to reset. Just like I can't reset while I'm out on the road, your wife can't get a healthy distance away from your her mom if her mom is there. Mm -hmm. You know, it just she'll it, be the problem half the time. Absolutely. Like you said, if they're if they argue so much and so bad that she causes her so much stress that she directs it at you and stops talking to her for weeks at a time. Yeah, imagine that you're putting that in a living situation. Yeah, that you she you can't if she's living with you, you can't avoid her. Right. So it's just yeah, it, you no. would be miserable. All of you would be miserable. Yeah. Or or yeah, you say yes, and and your marriage is over. Like your marriage is over, because that level of stress and burden. Look, one of the things about marriage is marriage is about a sanctuary, right? It's a place where apart from the chaos of this world, two people are able to come sit down and be together and endure the hurricanes and tornadoes alone together. You can't do that if the tornado is in the living room. And so it's a horrible. And so you say, no, you put your foot down and you explain it to your wife and you explain why and tell her that you're fine with being the bad guy to your mother-in-law you tell your mother-in-law straight out and, and otherwise, you know what? It's not going to work. 
You're going to walk into a situation where you're going to. So I'd rather that my wife was ticked off at me. Look, my mother-in-law is great. When when my father-in-law passes away, my mother-in-law needs a place. She's here. There's no arguments about it. She's going to get a shock to, hey, this is the way our life is. And you're going to have to accept this or not be here. But my wife, my mother-in-law is healthy for my wife. Your mother-in-law obviously is not to the point where her siblings want nothing to do with the crazed ass bitch. So, yeah, no, just take the blood right up front because that's better to get the cut and let that wound heal when she understands that there's no manipulating it. There's no way it works. You're not going to move your furniture in here. You're not doing any of that. This is not an option. Find a hotel. Your thoughts? I, I agree. You're either going to, no matter what, you're going to be miserable, but it's being miserable for forever or being miserable for, you know, until she gets over it. Because that's what it is. She's yep. financially tight. Oh, no. So you say you can pay it to get her up here. to f- You'd be more than happy to find her a house closer to you guys and, you know, figure it out. Or even just a one-bedroom apartment that is near where you are. Or even try to get her into some sort of senior living situation so mm-hmm. that she's around people her age. She doesn't want to leave. Then, sure, senior living would be literally perfect for her because she would have everybody taking care of her and she would have friends and she would mm-hmm. never have to worry about doing anything herself ever again. Yeah, they can be expensive, but she's already dealing with not having enough money to support herself down in Florida Yeah, on Social Security. So clearly, it's already an issue. So upping it and also making it so that she's happier, she can visit you guys, you can visit her, and mm-hmm. she'll have friends is a lot better than what she's dealing with right now. Yeah, she's miserable. She wants to get out of there, and you're the only option for her to get out of there because nobody else has opened up any other options. So give her options. Because then, if there's, you know, if you, you never know, you may end up doing the, oh, well, we can put you, you know, and we can find an apartment for you. We can help out with that for a little bit until you get back up on your feet. And she may go, oh my gosh, really? Like, you'll, you'll do that for me? Well, pff- <laughs> F living with you <laughs> like you don't know it, it may be and plus you want her closer anyways because your soon-to-be wife has already said she does want her around mm-hmm. for the first two months postpartum which is a valid thing to want you know she wants her around so that she has that break and it's not just on you guys raising a newborn for you know the first two months it's hard and so you'll want somebody there and that'd be great yeah. so moving her up closer to you guys is is a win-win situation all around because she gets out of being super lonely she can come visit you guys but you can kick her butt out anytime you need to because she has somewhere else to go back to if she lives with you you are stuck mm-hmm. you can't go anywhere you can't kick her out anywhere you can't go anywhere for any level of a break solace like you said there's there's no resetting if she lives there so it's like when people ask oh what's wrong but they're the problem that's what that would be the issue so no you just deal with you know the firm no she's not living with us Mm -hmm. but let's find a solution because then she may be mad that you're not opening up the house to her but she won't think that you're just hating on her Mm -hmm. mom to hate on her mom so that would that's the only way that i see that working is okay she's not living in our house but let's see what we can do to help mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah that's that's my advice so find a place for her a one bedroom apartment near you guys so that she can have you know her own place and still be around or senior living so that she can make some friends because obviously she's dealing hardcore with the fact that she lost her her husband and 
you know, she's lonely. She doesn't want to leave. Those are all, those yeah. are not all things that are like, oh, she's, you say like, oh, she's refusing. And uh, these, this, that's her, those are coping mechanisms. She's terrified. Yeah. She's alone. She's, she is sad. She's grieving. It doesn't matter how long ago it could have been. You know, when you lose your life partner, you lose your life partner. Like she's dealing with that. And now the only person that is talking to her, she wants to cling on. Mm-hmm. So give her options to move on and have friends. Senior living is the best thing that I see happening. But anyways, so that's that. Um, this one, and we can end on this one. Okay. I'm curious to, to see what, what you say about it because oh, no. it, it's it's one of those situations where because it has to do with she doesn't know how to tell her uh, tell her boyfriend this. And I'm curious how you, as a boy, <laughs> view something like this. I am. <laughs> so it's titled, How Do I, 26 Female, Talk About Bodily Consent with My Boyfriend, 29 Male? My boyfriend and I have been together for three years. We're pretty good about consent during sex. We always get verbal consent and it never makes it boring or unsexy. In fact, there's something very sexy about giving control to the other person by asking and vice versa. We've also gotten good at communicating when one of us doesn't want to do anything um, or other than making out or cuddling. When I'm struggling with what I'm struggling with is just bodily consent. It's not a regular issue and I'm not generalizing at all, but sometimes I don't want to be touched at my intimate parts, especially my boobs or inner thighs. If I'm not expecting to be touched, sometimes my body reacts negatively and it makes me feel uncomfortable. So at times when he spoons me in bed or we just hug and he feels up my shirt, it makes me uncomfortable. But again, he does this only sometimes and if I quietly remove his hand or if I verbally tell him to stop, he respects that. I also understand that sometimes that's where the spon- spon- I can never say this word. Spontaneity. Yeah, spontaneity comes from and i do love being spontaneous but i guess not all the time it's not a binary rule and sometimes i do want him to touch me but sometimes it just makes me uncomfortable i don't know if this makes sense anyways uh so this happens last night and i decided to communicate about it i told him all of this and i also told him what would make me comfortable like if he touched me in some of the safer areas first like my waist or back or over my shirt and saw if i welcome it or if i'm okay with it that way he's being spontaneous and i am also not caught off guard and left feeling uncomfortable he has taken it pretty hard i think he told me he understands and he validates my feelings but he feels rejected because he thinks he's violated me so now he does he's not sure how to talk he doesn't know how to come close or touch me. I'm not sure how to talk to him or how I could give, have communicated it better. I told him it wasn't him. I was just setting a boundary about what I'm comfortable with, but he's pretty upset. How do I deal with this situation and how could I have handled it better? So, too long didn't read, basically. She doesn't like it when he touches her without, you know, saying something first or because whether it's past trauma or whatever... She doesn't like that sometimes, and so she wants him to touch her in a safer spot and for her to non-verbally consent to it so that they can go on and he can do that or, you know, she can not consent to it and he'll be able to realize that. That's basically what I got from that. <laughs> and and here, here's the thing. This isn't hard. I'm just going to say, this isn't a hard thing to deal with. The hard thing to deal with is is you can't have it both ways. You want the spontaneity, you can't have that, right? It, it just it doesn't work that way. I can't give you spontaneity unless I get a green light first. I'll accept that that I have to have a green light first, but that means that you're going to know what's coming because I can't be spontaneous when I'm obtaining a green light to move forward. Okay. So you can't have both. You you have to accept that. So this is where it is. Because it can be something small. And it can be literally something small. Like 
sit there and say, hey, look, if you want to know if I'm in the mood this day, this hour, or this moment, come up and hug me from behind. Or come up and hug me in a certain way. Or come up and put your hand up and open your open your fingers out. If I interlace my fingers with yours, I'm good and I'm there. If I just grab your hand, you know, like a, a normal grabbing your hand and mm-hmm. just like, oh, or something like that, then know that that means that I'm not there. It doesn't matter what it is. You can be as simply something as simple as not in the mood. But if you interlace hands and then he doesn't do something, your insecurities are going to come into play. Because what's he going to do? Is he just going to do that every day just to make sure whether or not he can touch you? It's like you have to understand that you have to have one or the other. You cannot have both. It's it's important to understand that. But on top of that, just that little green light. Listen, you could have something as simple that's on your side of things that lets him know. Put another ring on. Get a ring, a pinky ring whatever right you get a pinky ring and it's got a little stone on it okay cool if you can see the stone i'm good to go right type situation if you look over and you don't see the ring or the rings upside down where the stone is hidden under my finger i'm not there that's literally the best thing you're gonna do because that's your nonverbal communication for him to know and his nonverbal communication to know and then maybe you'll get that little bit of spontaneity but if you don't have the ring on because you left it off when you were in the shower or something like that for like three days or you lost the ring, and you didn't say anything to him, you know, but you have to be the one to make those efforts because we're only going to try so much. There comes a point, look like, you know, there comes a point in a relationship where if you try as a guy and you're rejected, okay. And then you try again and you're rejected Okay. And then you're like, well, then you try. Oh, well, I don't want to. I want you to do it. What? No, you don't. And it's like, we just, we're going to stop. We stop. Men stop. You know why? It's not just the rejection side of it. Because you might just think of it as something as simple as rejection. But you know what it is for us? We get to feel predatory. And And, that's what I feel like she touched up on. That's what she feels like he feels like right which is fair i get that that's what i was like mm-hmm. he's yeah and he that's has what i'm a saying feeling of rejection if, there. If, if you sit and you feel rejected you're rejected for one of several reasons and there just comes a point where i don't want to touch you because screw that i hate the feeling of i touch you and you don't want me to touch you i don't want to i don't want to be around that i don't want you to be sleeping with me i don't want to be in the room with you i don't want to try why would i want to try why would i buy you anything why would i get you little things here and there if all i see is being rejected Mm -hmm. forget it i'm not gonna do it i'll still love you i'm still gonna love you but screw it you know what doesn't reject me this hand right here and i'll just go shuffle i'll shuffle it out and that aspect of our life is gone and guess what you don't get to just go and hit the play button on that you know, you talk about the whole control side of things, but I'm just saying you, you find that nonverbal communication, that little thing. And I'm telling you right now, pinky ring, like I, I think that would be a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, nope. You know, you can't have you cannot have this both ways. It, it, when a guy feels like like he's feeling cre- like he's feeling like the girl thinks he's creepy, that is that is it we want nothing a healthy male shuts off in those situations doesn't want to be back in that situation we have a friend right now he's older than i am he's now back on the single scene 
And he was talking to me about, you know, he goes to the bar and there's one big bar here that he hangs out at and he does karaoke and everything. And then it's like, and, you know, girls, he goes to talk to these girls. And when they go like, ew, that's it. Like, he's never going to talk to those girls again. It doesn't matter if they were just like, oh, not right now or, oh, that's not where I'm at. He's never going to talk to them again because any healthy man isn't going to want to ever feel like that, period. So that's my opinion to that. Go ahead. What's yours? No, I I fully agree with that. I was literally. (laughs) Yeah. So. So, you know, just understand that, you know, if if you guys have any questions that you want to ask, we have so many social medias and so many things that we're on Um, right now. It's it is really funny that I know some of you are responding and listening because I am getting tagged um, and we are getting tagged on our Reddit page and we're getting people that we're responding to our karmas going up. It's kind of cute. So, you know, we we definitely appreciate that. And, you know, don't don't hesitate. And if you have a difference of opinion, let us know. You know, yeah, we're, I'm we're curious we're putting, to hear the opposite side. Yeah, we're we're putting all of these videos up all over the place with the anticipation of people replying to them, and we listen. We're li- we're living for that. You know, I'm sure at some point we'll probably at the rate we're going, gonna be too busy to answer all of them. But we're not there now, so take advantage of it while you can. And until then. Don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to visit our website. StupidPodcastOnEverything.com And until we talk to you tomorrow, peace out with your peace out. Bye!